Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. I'm your host, Luki. And for today's topic, I thought we'd go into interview preparation. So you might have listened to the previous video of resume prep. And as part of that, I encourage folks to reverse engineer the job posting. And if you use that approach, then actually what you're doing is doing some inherent interview prep. Because what you're doing is taking the job posting and saying, for this qualification, what experience have I had best demonstrates my ability to do this? So you've actually already started thinking about the job posting and how your experiences is relevant. So from an interview prep perspective, all you're doing is taking that and, and now practice saying it. Uh, because the interview process is, is a little bit interesting where uh, it, it, you're actually more of an actor or an actress in that process. You're, you're a performer in there. And what you're trying to do is convey your uh, experience in a way that uh, sounds beneficial for the employer. Now, the interesting thing is that being good at an interview uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're uh, good at the job and, and vice versa. Just because you did poorly in an interview doesn't mean that you're not good at the job. Uh, but unfortunately, it's part of the recruiting cycle and uh, you have to get through being able to convey and communicate yourself and basically sell yourself in a way that uh, the employer thinks that you'll be able to do a good job. So interviewing uh, is is a skill and you need to practice that skill on an ongoing basis. And I, what I recommend folks is, is to take uh, the top uh, interview questions from Google or whatever and uh, to print them out, cut them up, and put them in a little bowl and then every day uh, tell me about yourself and, and use your smartphone and record yourself. Um, tell me about time when you demonstrated leadership. Uh, what are your greatest weaknesses? What are your strengths? Where do you see yourself in five years? All of those common questions. Practice, practice, practice to the point that uh, you, you are really good at it. And a couple of things that you want to look for when you practice are things like eye contact. So when you are looking at your uh, smartphone at your camera, the, the camera are the eyes. So are you looking into the, the camera, the, the, uh, uh, the camera and the eyes of the interviewer? Uh, or what you could do is look at yourself in the, um, in the video. Uh, so at least that you're looking solidly in there. Or are you looking around uh, and looking elsewhere? Because some people have that tendency. So you don't necessarily want to have 100% eye contact, but something in the range of about 70, 80% uh, would be good. So you can look around and, and look away a little bit, but ideally you're, you're focused a little bit more uh, on the eyes. A couple of things that, that I look for is, is, are you smiling? Do you feel like you enjoy being there? Because if you think about it, if someone is interviewing and has a lot of energy and, and is smiling and has enthusiasm versus are like this, and they're answering a question, and they have uh, almost like a deadpan look on there. Who would you rather work with? Would you rather work with this guy who has a little bit more energy and enthusiasm? Or would you rather work with this guy who really can't uh, articulate himself very well? Now, the second guy might have a very solid technical answer and, and might be able to do the work, but you probably wouldn't want to spend your lunch hour or, or any um, team events uh, with, with that person necessarily, right? So practice things like smiling, practicing things like filler words, ums, ers, ahs, like, and those are a very challenging piece to get uh, rid of. If you join something like Toastmasters, uh, they actually have an um counter, which uh, 
keeps track of all the ones that you say so you can hopefully improve. Now for me it's been a challenge and I still do quite a few of them but I'm much better than I was before. So can you get rid of filler words? And the reason being, especially if you have a lot of them, the ers, uh, likes, ums, they become distracting. So what you want to do instead is when you notice you do them, pause instead. So one second pause, two second pause, instead of saying er for one second, then say for one second. And that's just generally a natural part of speech. So getting rid of filler words. Uh, actually answering the question. Uh, believe it or not, sometimes when you think you answered the question in your head, then uh, you didn't actually. So what I encourage you to do for that one is to uh, do the question and then when you review and watch the video, do it the next day. Uh, because there's a difference between what you said and what you thought. And, and oftentimes when you watch it right away, you're like, oh yeah, that was a good answer. But when you watch it the next day, the thoughts in your head at the same time are not there. So you only get to hear what was actually said. So if there's no context or if you uh, didn't put a certain amount of information, then what you thought was a great answer actually doesn't make sense. Practicing making sure that you answer the question uh, is important. And sometimes the question, the interviewer might have worded it in a different way and you picked up a keyword and then answered based on that, not realizing that some of the other sentences or parts of the question uh, will change it. So sometimes uh, you hear the word, well, tell me uh, about your approach to leadership. So you talk about, oh, leadership. And then you'll say, oh, I was uh, a leader in this uh, company. Uh, I had a role doing this, this, this. And you talked about an example of leadership because you, you heard the word leadership and you ask that and you answer that question. Now, the, the question itself was, what is your approach to leadership, right? Which that example might have explained it, but not necessarily. So you have to make sure that you listen to all of the words that they say and answer the question appropriately. Oftentimes, it starts by even listening to the question because a lot of folks, when they are asked a question, uh, before the person is even done asking the question, they've already started formulating an answer. So what you want to do is practice uh, reading the question, uh, understanding the question, and then answering it versus formulating the question as the question is being asked. So making sure that you answer uh, the question is another one. And then thinking about how do you end uh, the, the, the response? Because sometimes people will have an answer and then they'll stop talking. And then it becomes a little bit awkward because the interviewer doesn't actually know whether you're done or uh, you have more to say and you're just thinking. Uh, so if you have a way to, to uh, end the, the response, it can help them uh, move to the next question. And the simplest way to do that uh, is to restate the question. So if the question is, tell me about yourself, then you say whatever you need to say, and then you say, and that's a little bit about myself, or that's why I feel I would be a great fit for the role. If they ask about an example when you had to deal with a, uh, a difficult team member, you, you answer the question and then you say, and, and that's an example of how I dealt with a difficult team member. So just restating it is the simplest way to uh, answer uh, or, or to, to close off a response. Uh, and for those who are familiar with the, the, the star, the car, the share model, uh, that's a framework to answer behavioral questions. And what that is, is Tell me about a time when you demonstrated leadership or teamwork, when you had to deal with a difficult person or anything of that nature uh, or some sort of example, right? And uh, I like using SHARE because to me it's the most complete. Uh, SHARE stands for situation. So give me some background, some details. Uh, were you the lead? Were you reporting to someone? Which company? In what context? Give me some background. Um, 
the H is the hindrance, the problem. Uh, give me some information about the problem. Was was uh, something broken, uh, something uh, out of alignment, something whatever it is, what is the problem? And you want to spend a little bit of time on this because uh, if it's a big problem, uh, then it's uh, more impactful to your experience. Uh, but if it's a small problem, it's it's not as impactful. So spend a little bit of time explaining that. And the A is the action. So what did you do? So sometimes there's a project or a group thing where you've done a bunch of things or the, the team did a bunch of things. So you can talk about that, but also include what was your individual contribution. So you can say, we, we, we did a bunch of things and I did something else. Uh, and that was my contribution to that. So what is the action that you took? Uh, and then the R is the result. The res what happened? Uh, did things end up well? Did you end up um, helping that that uh, angry client? Did you end up completing that task? Did you end up doing whatever it is that uh, you were supposed to do? And what I encourage you to do is make sure that you end off on a positive note. So even if it was a difficult person, if uh, you got laid off as something, then, well, how did you recover from that? Uh, and oftentimes that's helped with the E. The E is evaluate. So basically, uh, what did you learn or how can that be of help to the company and the role? So connect it back to the company and uh, to, to the role and, and see how do you add value. This is very important if you're a career switcher because sometimes the example that you give might be in a different context, in a different light, and sometimes the interviewer might not understand how it correlates. But if you can specifically say, and I feel having that experience would allow me to be able to do the job of whatever it is, uh, a lot better, then you can make that specific connection and connect the dots for them to make them easily easy to understand how you fit. And then you'll also want to close it off. And that's how I demonstrated whatever, or that's an example of whatever, uh, just like we did before. So thinking about those things, uh, so your eye contact, things like smiling, um, answering the question, and then uh, also closing off are some things that you want to consider for doing uh, interview practice. So as you practice those questions, some of the questions that you want to ask uh, yourself are the top questions that are out there. Uh, we also talked about reverse engineering the job description. And then what I encourage you to do is ask those questions again, but in the negative, right? And what that means is, uh, tell me about a time when you demonstrate whatever that first bullet is and something went wrong. Tell me about a time when you demonstrated the second bullet point and something went wrong. Because oftentimes employers will uh, ask you about what you did and how you did it, but also how you overcome, how you overcame challenges uh, when you felt uh, something went wrong and, and you had to uh, correct it. What are some of the things that you did? Because it's great when uh, everything's going well, but it's sometimes it's the people who are able to um, push through difficult times that, that they want. So answer it in the default ones, the, the requirements in the positive and in the negative. And then also uh, do it based on uh, one or two of your best examples. So maybe you worked in two or three places um, and answering all the questions from uh, place one, place two, place three, place four, place five, and doing it once for place one, two for place two, and, and uh, a third time for place three. And not all of those uh, requirements would be applicable because you might not have done it, uh, but challenge yourself to say, okay, if I had to answer this question, from my last work experience, from my two work experiences ago, from three work experiences ago, how could I answer it? And uh, it, it forces you to kind of get out of your comfort zone and test yourself on, on how well you can really answer the question. And then answering again from uh, your strengths. So pick three strengths that you have. So maybe you're 
detail-oriented, you're a people person, and you're very analytical, right? So answer all the questions again uh, from being detail-oriented, from being a people person, from um, being analytical, and again, the whole point is to practice, practice, practice asking yourself these questions from all sorts of different angles. And when you do it in all sorts of different angles, then you'll find that you're much more prepared because uh, all the questions that uh, they're probably going to prepare are going to be um, likely to come from the, the job posting. So doing that will give you a, a stronger sense of, of preparation and, and build yourself into a little bit of a package uh, that um, you can take and, and give it to the, the uh, interviewer on the other side. And then at the end, what you also want to do is make sure you have a couple of questions for the interviewer, right? So go on to their website, Google them uh, on the news page and figure out, well, what's happening for the company? What's happening in the industry? Uh, what are some interesting points that you have? Is the company very much into um, education or the environment or corporate social responsibility? Uh, was there a new innovation or a policy or something that recently came into the industry? Asking questions about that. So having uh, at least one, uh, probably three questions is what I recommend, related to something to, to express that you're actually curious, that you're actually interested in the role. Because uh, when I was an interviewer, one of the things that I didn't like the most was uh, when we asked, well, do you have any questions for us? And they said, nope, because that person didn't even seem like they were interested in the role. Uh, but if you have a couple questions, uh, ask the question. And what I often recommend is, so, so let's say you're asking a question about some new uh, innovation or new um, uh, acquisition that happened uh, in recent news, then what you want to do is listen to their answer and then ask them a follow-up question uh, for that answer, right? And what that does is it expresses true interest because you're not asking uh, the question just because it came up on the top 10 questions to ask an interview list. You act are asking the questions because you're actually interested, because you actually want to work at the company. Uh, so having one or two or even more uh, probing follow-up questions uh, would be good. And that necessitates that you actually listen to the, to the answer and the response. Uh, and then one question that I encourage you to, to ask at the end is to ask, what are the next steps and when can I hear from you? So as one or two questions, just so that you know, are they going to make a decision in a month, um, in a week, in, in a day? Uh, you'll heal from them tomorrow, hopefully. Um, so those are some of the things that I encourage you to do from an interview prep perspective, is to take a look at the job posting and reverse engineer it. Uh, practice using your smartphone and looking at basic things like eye contact, smiling, um, filler words and all that. Then practicing the questions from multiple angles. So be it uh, the positive, be it the negative, be it the most relevant experiences that you've had, the uh, strengths that you've had and answering yourself uh, the questions from multiple aspects of yourself so that you can really uh, convey yourself in, in a good light for the interviewer and then making sure that you have great questions for the interviewer. So that's some swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier about interviews and hopefully you found that useful and that you'll join me for the next episode. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, 
and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.